What's up, Brainiacs? Well, they can tear down monuments, they can cancel parades, and they can even cancel fireworks for all I care. But they can't cancel the American spirit. That's alive and well right here on the Blabberbrain Show. Tonight's special guest is Cindy, the Mothership Blankenship. Let's do this. Blabberbrains. All right. It's our Independence Day show, everybody. Welcome to Blabber Brains. I am your host, Michael Cadry, and the guy over there in the wonderful uh, Uncle Sam top hat and uh, Elton John shades is the big M, Mark Anthony. Uh, happy fourth to you, sir. Um, you too, baby. I'm ready to <laughs> rock and roll. I'm off for 10 days. Hey, you should look like you should be singing Philadelphia Freedom, I swear right now. <laughs> uh, if I knew that, I'd pick up a guitar and just start doing it, but I have no idea how to play that song well you know well then let we, the the song in the background still rings true living in america james brown boy that the the song uh just reminds me of rocky four um uh, rocky four reminds me of america and you know that's what we're all about right now we got the red white and blue flying high and uh boy it's it's a it's a different independence day this year for everybody but uh, that doesn't mean that we can't still find our own ways to celebrate in our own special way with our family and friends. I'm sure everybody will be doing that. Uh, the, the rockets are still going to flare into the sky, uh, as people still like to do every year. Um, we just won't get to see them in big groups, that's all. So especially here in Pennsylvania now, they just shut down big, massive groups again. But uh, we'll get into all that stuff in a little bit. But first... I'm going to introduce a new segment for the Blabber Brain show here. Uh, we're going to call this one Blabber Boast. And uh, cue this. Blabber Boast. All right. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to boast about a few things that uh, we've come across. And maybe hopefully uh, these are not paid advertisements. Otherwise, we would be addressing it as such. Uh, we're not uh, that big yet. Hopefully one day somebody will actually pay to uh, have us mention something on the air here. But uh but yeah. I think this is a good benefit for people that, that like to watch our show where, um, you know, if we start talking about some things and recommending things, uh, it might, they might find it helpful. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, people know about you and I is, uh, you know, we love to smoke cigars. Uh, we do. I know for a fact we've got a handful of uh, uh, cigar smoking fans out there that watch the show and they're dying for us to talk about stuff. But I do want to plug one thing right now. Um, if you're familiar with Perdomo cigars, uh, for me, it's, it is an, an excellent smoke. Perdomo makes, I mean, it's, there's been cigars along the way that have failed me. Uh, they unravel or they die out. They get, can't get a draw sometimes. They're stale. Whatever the case may be. And Mark, I know you know that too. It's just sometimes it's potluck when you get a cigar. It, it, it sometimes is great and sometimes not so great. Yeah, and there's certain ones that seem certain sizes tend to have more problems with them than than others too. I mean, it's well, that's for sure. Yeah, a, but these have a great. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is a four pack of uh, Perdomo. Uh, they make these in all different wraps. This happens to be a Connecticut wrap uh, that I like because it's my favorite. But they do make uh, Maduro. They make uh, uh, Coro. They make all different kind of wraps that you can buy in the four pack. Uh, Typically, if you want to buy each one of these cigars separately, they range anywhere from nine fifty to uh, twelve dollars a cigar, um, and you can get this whole pack here. I think twenty seven ninety five to twenty nine ninety five, depending on where you're buying it, local, depending on what state you're in. 
Uh, but to get those four for that price, I think, is a really good deal. Really good smokes. I highly recommend the Perdomos. Uh, and uh, Mark, you got anything right now? Or well, um, actually, here's one I've actually uh, I purchased. Actually, if for, for the person who's looking for a cheap cigar. Now I have I have three humidors here, so I have some really nice cigars. But I work from home, and this time of the year I have set up in the backyard. And my in the afternoon I'll go and I'll work. I'll do some building an email, some computer type, uh, you know paperwork sort of stuff in the afternoon so i'll smoke more in fact if we weren't doing this this evening i would be smoking a cigar with this mojito that i made but um so i go through so i smoke more cigars in the summertime so any of you who are rocky patel fans or anybody who's looking for a great bundle cigar it's only going to run you between a dollar fifty and two dollars a piece so it's the rocky patel has a whole line of I think it's pronounced Fumas, F-U-M-A-S. And basically, it's from some of their popular, uh, their popular. I don't know if you call them a brand or a model or what it would be called, but it's it's basically what's left over after they're done, like pieces of the long filler and stuff like that. And what they do is they put them into these, it's a bundle, they're usually in a package of 20. And I did a lot of research, and most of them, people moan and groan about them, but there's mm. one particular model the 2000 the vintage 2006 toro fumas was one that actually had some good ratings on it so i last week i ended up getting a a, a 20 pack they were on sale 29.95 i have free shipping through jr and i'm gonna tell you i've had i think four or five of them now and uh they have that rocky Patel vintage series taste i'd say they're medium bodied um, you're going to have to touch them up a little more. They're going to go out a little more uh, easily. But instead of a $10 cigar, it's, it cost me a dollar, about a dollar fifty. And if you're somebody who's looking for a cheap smoke or you have some friends coming over that don't smoke very often, then aren't, you don't want to waste a $10 cigar on. They're fantastic. Now, what do you think? Do you think you're you're just getting those through uh, JR? Do you think that uh, if you went down to, to Burn, downtown Pittsburgh here, that they would have them there or? I don't know. Um, I think that you could get them through JR. I know Famous Smoke. I don't know if they have them in any of the local spots or not. I'm gonna. I would guess that they probably don't because they're a bundle cigar, and maybe a Bernay might have them. Although I would think it's such a nice place down there, they're probably wanting you to buy one of their. Yeah, that's a, that's that's the only thing I'm thinking. They might not be promoting something like that. Yeah, but, they probably uh, have the the American. I think it's called American Market Selection. It's some of the local. Uh, cigar stores here they're probably about a four dollar cigar to connecticut and any size is actually pretty good that's more of a traditional burning and lasting cigar i I actually got one more quick one uh before we get blabbering here um and that's only because the fact i just had a bottle of this with him and a lot of people know that i'm a big wine drinker um and my taste is particular but you know, that's the great thing about wine, right? The great thing about wine is you don't have to be some, uh, you know, sommelier to enjoy wine. You know, you could be a regular Joe and it's just you, you, you like what you like. Um, but this 1,000 Stories, now I've had their wine before, but this particular one here is a, it's a red blend. Uh, it's, it's called uh, Gold Rush Red. But it's uh, aged in bourbon barrels, and I, that's big on me right now. I've, I've been really digging like the the Buck Shack, um, you know, wines that that are uh, you know 
they're fermented in bourbon barrels. But this one here, this uh, Thousand Stories, is so smooth. It is, I mean, when every, every, with every sip that you take of this, I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like heaven. It was it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I mean, we only have thousands of viewers on our uh, uh, on our podcast each week right now. So you guys are getting free plugs for now. Um, and I, I I just want everybody to know about some of these things like the cigars, this wine. Uh, but I highly I recommend some of those things. About the wine, I've had a couple of um, ones that were with either a, you know that in barrels that either was bourbon or sherry. And the one I had with the bourbon, I can't remember what it was. Oh my God, was it, it, it just was so overpowering that yeah. I couldn't taste much of the wine. How's this as far as the level of bourbon flavor to you? Oh no, it's, it, it, this doesn't, the, um, the, the buck shack now will kick you in the ass. That's, that's a given. This is, um, it's very smooth. It's very smooth. It's not going to knock you on your hiney, but it's it's a great it's a great uh, red blend to begin with. That it just the the whiskey barrels I think uh, enhance the flavor. It doesn't overpower the flavor. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I've had those wines where it just like boom, it like kicks you. Buckshot doesn't like totally knock you over, but you can tell it's it's definitely in those whiskey barrels. So in those bourbon barrels. But um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with that. And and for the price, you know, the the Buck Shack goes for about twenty bucks when you find it. This one here is normally about twenty bucks, uh, something like that, eighteen to twenty dollars. I think this one was on sale for like sixteen ninety nine when I got it. Whatever. But it's it's not you know you're not going to kill you to, to go out and buy one of those. So highly recommend those. So there's our our, our first installment of Blabberboast. Blabberboast. All right, now uh, there's there's plenty of talk about right now and uh i know we're we, we've got a guest coming up a little bit later on as uh, i said in the opener uh we've got the mothership coming on board for our second uh segment cindy blankenship and i know you're going to enjoy her if you like music if you like hard rock music if you like christian hard rock music if you like all the the above uh you're going to enjoy uh the the conversation we have with her she uh she's just well known in that community so uh, stay tuned for that but, um, you know, there's, there's a part of me that, like, is, it's painful watching a lot of the things that's going on in this country right now, right? Um, with the Chaz, Chop, whatever you want to call it, uh, these people just thinking that they can just go in and take over places, you know? Wouldn't that be nice? Like, we're all fed up with uh, Wolf here in Pennsylvania. Wouldn't it be nice if you just have a group of people just walk into Harrisburg, say, nope, you're out, we're in, we're taking over? That's the way these people are treating it. You know, I mean, that's not America. That's not what, what we do. Um, it's just sad. Um, you know, the, but I'm just the type of guy that I want to focus on the positive, right? There, there, you can look at all the crap going on in this country, you know, all the negative stuff, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, what have you, uh, the presidential race coming up. And, and it's real easy to get negative and down, and that's all I'm seeing on social media. Everybody negative, negative, down, down, down. You know, I'm, I, that's just not who I am, man. I just, I like to focus on the positive, and, and uh, I, I like Independence Day as a holiday. Uh, it is a reminder of what this country was founded on. It's just too bad that so many people have lost their way and lost their, uh, the ability to remember why this country was founded and what the experiment was all about and they want to focus on negative things oh well the founders were slave owners well you know what they also created the amendments 
because they knew that one day that the, the amendment process was going to be a way to, to, to free the slaves, to, to, to set them free. Um, it, it, you know, anything that has a tie to, to racism nowadays, it, it, the cancel culture is, is there to, to step up and cancel people. I, I really want to start a new movement. I want to start the uh, cancel cancel movement or whatever we don't want to call it. Step up and try to cancel the people who are canceling people. You know, I, <laughs> this is just the weirdest thing in the world where, where somebody gives somebody authority to step up and start telling people that they're, they're no longer uh, meaningful. You know, one of the most, I, I, you know, awesome, as far as person goes in the world, uh, you know, there, there are so, so many people like that, like Dave, Dave Grohl, uh, Sammy Hagar. For crying out loud, they're trying to cancel Sammy Hagar now for, for his comments on the coronavirus and everything. The, the cancel culture is out of control. And uh, it's about as un-American as you can get. We have freedom. We have liberty. We have the First Amendment, freedom of speech. Um, freedom of speech does not mean freedom of speech as long as you agree with fill in the blank. So the can if, as long as you agree with the cancel culture, then you're free to speak whatever you want, right? It that is just it's it's bull, you know. I'm and that's the only thing that gets me down, and the only thing that, that gives me uh, positive and uh, uh, you know hope and all this stuff is my my close and personal friends are are the ones who are. Uh, more upbeat and positive and they'll celebrate Independence Day and my family and you know I got a, my daughter just graduated there's so much good going on in, in, in you know, my personal world I don't want to focus on the negative but um, you know this is a time to celebrate our country and not put the country down ripping monuments down and all this it's ridiculous. It's stupid. People think they literally have a right to just go out and rip something down because they don't like it. Maybe they think that's going to erase what happened in the past. You know, those, those monuments don't mean we celebrate that. That, that just means that we, we, we need to be reminded of, reminded of where we were, not where we're at. You know, I, I get I get a couple of them. I mean, there are a couple of them that are a bit ridiculous, but not the way of going about doing it is surely no. not. Take up, a, just, take up a petition in your local community and have it taken down that way. Don't go out and rip it down. I mean, I, I, I have no problem with people protesting when they feel that they have a good reason to protest. Absolutely. It's all the other stuff that's going along with it. And look, I'm not in, I don't know what it's like to be a minority. I'm not going to sit here and try to justify, well, if, if I was them, I would do this. Or if I was her, I just, I have no idea what I would do. But one thing I hope that I wouldn't do is to go out and do things in a matter in a manner that I'm ticking the people off that I want to side with me. Hmm. You know, why can't you have people getting together and saying, okay, instead of, you know, bashing through gates and finding the mayor of this community or that community, why can't you sit, why can't you after a period of time say, okay, we're going to gather in wherever part it is in Pittsburgh or whatever city that you, you know, you live in, and every Saturday, we're going to have this go on from this time, this time. We're going to and we're going to have a little setup there, maybe with with this little PA system and maybe have a few people, leaders in the in in that area come out there and actually talk and inspire. Yeah, that's a great gather idea. Gather everybody together instead of because, I mean, it's like this. There's things that have been very important to me that not to this extent, obviously, right. I'm not going to say so. But the, the only, if you, you got to, I guess what I'm 
the way I look at it is there's got to be a period of time. I know it's probably really difficult, but sometimes you have to take that that chip off. You, you know, you got to take it off the shoulder. You just got to brush it to the side because it seems like what happens is, and this doesn't have anything to do whether you're white or you're black, but it seems that when you go through history, it doesn't matter what the race is of someone or whether it's male or female, oh, probably more so male than female. They tend to be a little more sensible at times than us. <laughs> but, but I mean, Watch what you say. It, seems like, it seems like when if you've been wrong too long and the people before you, maybe your family have been wrong, at first it seems that there's been some great people that have gone out and they've they've gone out and they've worked hard to make to try to make a change. Might have been a little bit of change, it could be a big change. It seems that after a period of time, they get that chip on their shoulder and it's like, you know what, I'm gonna get them now and I'm gonna take what's mine and I'm gonna take more than what's mine because it's what I deserve. And that's where the problems come come in with any with everything. I mean, when you think of somebody like a Martin Luther King, can you talk about somebody who's had had some balls? Yeah. Here's yeah. a guy, here's a guy, it's like, I know I'm probably gonna end up getting killed, but I don't care. This is more important to me. And he went out and everybody wasn't they weren't peacefully. They weren't caught, they peacefully. Peacefully. And he and people listened to him because he was I mean, you hear any of his speeches. I mean, the guy could just could get you on board. You don't even have to be you probably not even paying attention. You could hear in the background on a television, you have and you have to turn your head and listen to the guy guy talk. I can't imagine that he would be like, Let's burn this down, let's burn no, he would and that's that that's not what he was about. And, and you know, shame. You know, here's uh, the uh, you know the 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 funny part about all this is that I a guy like Martin Luther King, if he was around Martin Luther King Jr., just to be specific, if he was around today, he would be he would still be vilified. You know, he, he people would still be putting him down, and and they'd be trashing him and whatever he. One of the most eloquent speakers of our, you know, of our time in the last hundred years, um, and I, I would like to meet somebody who actually has a problem with him and what he stood for and what he had to say. Um, but I'm sure there's people out there to death. I'm, I'm sure that I mean, well, at the time, obviously, that's why he was killed. Um, they, they 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 didn't like what he was saying, um, but I'm talking about in today's day and age. You know, where are where are the Martin Luther King Juniors of today? They're they're nothing but people right now trying to perpetuate what he stood against. They're they're forgetting what he was. He said, you know, judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And the majority, I don't want to say the majority of people, there's a, an awful lot of people doing just the opposite. You know what I mean? And, and skin color means everything. Now, to the positive and to the negative, there's people, you, you know, we need to give preferential treatment to, to people with different skin color and stuff like that and the white privilege nonsense and stuff. So it's, we are the human race. There's one race, in my view, we, we are one race. And I don't like the people that try to put down people like me who say we're diminishing the, the black race or the Hispanic race or whatever by saying there's one human race because that's diminishing them and their struggles and all this. And I, it's just the opposite. It's, it's the, the message of Martin Luther King Jr. It's judge everybody by who they are and what you do and what you stand for and not by what you look like. You know, again, we talked about this before. I, 
not in the same way because I can cut my hair and I can do whatever. But when I had long hair, I can't tell you how many times I crossed the street and people were locking their doors thinking, what, I'm going to break into their car just because I had long hair. I look like a thug. I wasn't dressed like a rat. I wouldn't dress like a homeless person or whatever, but I had long hair and people were prejudging me. It's not the same thing as being black or, or, or Hispanic or anything like that, but the, the, it, it's still prejudice because someone's prejudging you based on your looks. And, uh, you know, this is 2020 for crying out loud. Shouldn't we be beyond this stuff? And the only reason I think that we're still here, we're still here in America doing this stuff is because people are perpetuating this. They, they want to fan the flames and, uh, for some for profit, some for gain, some for political motives, some for, uh, you know, notoriety, whatever, man, we should just be on this right now, you know? Peter just said, "I'm sorry, God." No, like, I, I'm just saying that we're 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 celebrating America right now. We are all Americans. I don't care what color you are. The amendments fixed the issue of 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 slaves, and and uh, the civil rights movement fixed the 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 issue of 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 giving uh, black people equal treatment and stuff. Uh, the amendments fixed the process all over the place with women being able to vote, with blacks being able to vote. Um, you know, that's what the, the amendment process is for. We, we, we've, it seems like we've come so far since the 1950s and 60s, uh, but yet you look out there sometimes and you wonder how far have we come in some other people's eyes. Like they don't feel like we've, 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 we've re regressed in some ways. Um, and it's just as hard. Yeah, there's still that. There's, there, there's, there's still that. I mean, and it's probably, unfortunately, it's probably going to always be there to some extent, but maybe it will get better when the generation before us and our generation passes on. And maybe as time goes on, some of this stuff will, will, will get, will get better. I know some things that I saw when I was a kid, even with family and things around me that aren't happening today. And so like I says, I can't, I can't sit and go into somebody's mind and say, you know, hey, I I know how you feel. I I would do some. This is what I would do instead of that. I think there's probably most people who want to make a change for whatever reason. I think most people have the have good intentions, but unfortunately, when you get a percentage of people like this and other people who come in to try to profit and capitalize off of that, it screws that up. And just like anything. You could have something going on and some some sort of uh, vandalism going on. And even though there's people who generally wouldn't participate in that, if things get heightened enough, you get a few people that you get a few people that you wouldn't expect to jump into the mix. And now all of a sudden, maybe a couple more. Well, because there's more people doing that. And it's just it it's it's just a mess. And it's just communication with people, even within the same race is ridiculous, just like we deal with with politics and stuff like that, you could say that you don't like something or I'm not a fan of this because of this. There's already somebody out there, you know, ready to rip your head off. So it's like, that, yeah. I want to live in a free country as long as you agree with everything. It's almost like communism, separate yep. communism. Yeah. You know, hey, I want, you know, I like to live in a free country 
long as you agree and think like how I think. But if not, get the hell out of here and go somewhere yeah, else. And then, you know, you can point your fingers to a lot of different places as to where this uh, stems from. A lot of people say it's from the universities and these these egghead professors uh, teaching to, to hate America and to, you know, to be only a single-sided uh, um, thinker um, and and not be diverse in in your you know education as far as the real world goes you know not only listen to liberal side and not conservative side and you know what I mean it's listen to both sides man I mean that's how you get enlightened because there's always somebody out there that knows something that you don't know and the only way you're going to learn something is by listening to people in the conversation because whoever you're talking to you have no idea you know that they they might have vast knowledge of of a certain subject matter that you have no idea that you're just out there flapping your gums about because you're it's coming from your heart and not from your head um listen you know there's a reason why god gave you uh two eyes and two ears and a mouth right because you're supposed to use them proportionately <laughs> right listen more have a have a proper vision see what's actually going on and talk a lot less. Um, a little hypocritical coming from a show called Blabber Brains, but that's why we call ourselves Blabber Brains, because we do talk with our brains and not with our mouth and don't speak from our heart. So and We're already at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, I know. This goes real fast. But uh, I, I tell you what, as, as, uh, as, as gloom and doom as sometimes it seems... Um, Man, I still believe in the the American uh, freedom uh, and and hope for the future and uh, the the whole experiment is still going. You know, we're we're going to be 250 years old uh, very soon, and uh, probably sooner than I want to, uh, you know, admit because I was 10 years old <laughs> when when we were 200 years old, and now we're riding on 250, and I'm like, what? Holy smokes. But yeah, uh, we're going to take a short little break here. We do have Cindy Mothership Blankenship coming up, and I know you're going to enjoy uh, hearing what she has to say. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Blabberbrains. All right. Welcome back to Blabberbrains. And we now have our special guest, Cindy, the Mothership Blankenship with us. Welcome, Cindy, to the show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A little applause going on. Woo, big crowd. Uh, all right. Um, uh, Cindy, it's actually the first time we're actually talking in person. We've uh, we've had some conversations back and forth on social media and whatever. Um, you know, Cindy is a conduit to just about everything in the Christian rock community. And uh, she was, uh, are you the founder or one of the founders of the, the loud, uh, of um, the Grizzly Awards? Uh, Grizz Grizzly Awards. Yes. You're also heavily connected with the, the Loud and Proud Festival over in Germany. You, mm -hmm. um, you know, your, 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 your connections to every major Christian heavy rock band goes back, uh, you know, years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, because okay. I'm, I'm jealous of you, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> first and first and foremost, I mean, just about all my 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 favorite bands in that uh, genre, you are really good friends with and have worked with over the years. But uh, you know, how how did you get started in all this? You know, I mean, where 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 did it take off from you? Was it something you lucked into? Is this something you like progressed <laughs> into? Where where did that all start? Well, let's see. We'd have to go way back because I'm really old. Um, but <laughs> um, I'll give you a couple of snippets just to give you an idea how it kind of got that way. Um, 
my first job at 17 was working in a Christian bookstore in the 80s and uh, became a manager, sold tickets to concerts, uh, helped, uh, you know, at merch tables and things like that at that, you know, while I was doing that. Uh, went to Christian booksellers conventions, met a lot of the bands, um, you know, watched thing, you know, debut of uh, uh, This Means War with Petra and got to meet Petra at that, you know, back then. Nice. And, um, you know, met all the authors. And so anyway, I kind of got into it then and, and got my feet in it. Um, but then after uh, we finally began to start our family, which it took us 11 years to start our family, <laughs> uh, not on our own choosing, well, but, uh, but not, the Lord's not everybody timing. has that kind of fortitude. Trust me. Uh, you, you know, some, <laughs> yeah. some might say you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we, we were very blessed at finally to have two children, but uh, I retired from the Christian music. Uh, I mean, the Christian bookstore and um, continued, of course, listen to Christian music and that sort of thing. But um, that was kind of the first stages. And then we got into ministry and then my husband was a minister of youth and we would go to events and things. But I th- I don't think really things took off doing to kind of the things that I'm doing now until um, we started going to concerts with our kids when they became uh, teen- uh, teenagers. Um, I'm going to take these off now. Go ahead. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When they became teenagers, we uh, I think the first thing that sparked it was we went to see Skillet about 10 years ago, and um, we the kids had been wanting to go really bad. And so we went, uh, fell in love with the whole, you know, the pyro and the whole thing. I was like, man, we've been missing out, you know. <laughs> and so, <laughs> they put um, on a show. They really yeah, put they, on a show. Yeah, they, I don't care, you know, they, they always put on the best shows. So anyway... Um, my daughter began to draw pictures of Skillet, ended up, uh, Ben Cassica used her art for their podcasts. Um, the, the intro that with the, um, on the podcast where they had the, um, cartoons, those mm-hmm. were her drawings. And so we got to know Skillet and it just blessed my heart how they mentored her, um, Corey and, and Ben. I still email Ben every time something happens in our in her life because i feel like he you know she's now a graphic artist right and it started with him investing in her oh, awesome. and uh so that was one of the one of the things that endeared me to uh to bands and then uh as things began to progress uh we started going to to others and the next big milestone, I guess, that, that really started catapulting me into the mothership ministry was uh, I went to see my friends Decipher Down and The Letter Black, which they they recognized me, but I was just a you know regular fan at that point. I had not. That's Pittsburgh band, by the way. They, yeah. they, live, they live in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, just south of where I live here in Pittsburgh. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went, I went to see them, but. Um, uh, it was Brian Head Welch Band at the time, Love and Death, yep. uh, was there. And I fell in love with them. I had never listened to Korn. I was I didn't know his whole backstory. Um, but I especially fell in love with J.R. Barice, which was yeah. the, the guitarist. He was 15 yep. years old. And I was like, yeah. just so fascinated <laughs> with this little kid that was playing with him. Anyway, it progressed. I'm, I'm having to leave out tons of stuff. But anyway, I ended up because his mother kept talking about how they were eating badly on the road and she kept, I started seeing what was happening and what the needs that they had and that they were sleeping in Walmart parking lots and they weren't eating good food. And I was like, what is, 
you know, somebody needs to do something. And usually when you have that kind of a thought, it means it's you that needs to do something. Right. <laughs> so I started fixing them snack bags and uh, meals and different things. And I began to meet other bands while I did that because I fed everybody on the tour. I didn't you know, just because I brought food to them, I wasn't going to not feed everyone else. Right. <laughs> so I uh, started bringing him food and stuff. And then JR's mom uh, on a Facebook one day says, oh, when he's in Atlanta, you're his mothership. And everybody goes, oh, you need to own that. Yeah. <laughs> and so she birthed it. <laughs> Lo and behold. She, yeah, she's the one that, you know, it's just, you know, my last name is Blankenship. And if you it look up fits, what a, right. yeah, if you look up what a mothership is, you know, it's, you know, takes care of the smaller vessels and, yeah. <laughs> and it just fit. So that was the first time it came up that I was, you know, and I just did it personally for me, but it then began to, grow and other people began to notice and then they began to ask me how can I do that too <laughs> so that was like stage two <laughs> wow yeah well you know I mean it's it's fascinating to me because um you know I mean I, I all the different things I've been through with with music since I was a, a kid playing drums and then playing bass and trying to play in bands and well I tell you what you know Mark and I you know the time that we grew up and we were playing in bands and playing in clubs, uh, I think most professional bands that are like Decipher Down that are out to touring are, would probably be a little jealous of almost at times. I mean, I, I was playing in a band one time, just a local band, and, you know, we were making, you know, four or $500 a night back mm -hmm. in the 80s. You know, wow. you know, equate that to today's uh, uh, time and, and money inflation and stuff like that. There, there are bands playing out there today individually. I'm talking about individually. I would make mm -hmm. four or five hundred dollars right. individually, and that that don't make that kind of money. Right. And um, in today's uh, money, if you inflate that into 2020, I mean, that's like what the equivalent of getting paid like five thousand dollars now. I don't know. <laughs> it was. The, the the rock scene the <laughs> night the night the nightclub scene was just so much different. I mean, people turned out. I mean, they, right, and, right. and and the deal we would get is like the 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 most of the clubs we play. They're like, okay, you get fifty percent of the bar and a hundred percent of the door. Wow. Well, you know, you get a hundred people in there and you're charging five bucks a, a head. You know, there there's five hundred bucks right there, and then they're all drinking their their butts off. Um, you know, you, you're racking up the money before you know it. Yeah. So it's yeah, just not like that, that today. Yeah, it just, mm -hmm. it went away with, uh, it, you know, what happened was the people that were into doing that grew up and had families and they stopped going to the clubs and mm -hmm. uh, those, their kids around just probably coming of age were, who knows, maybe it'll uh, take another resurgence and start coming around again. It, it needs to do something because I tell you what, the the, the music yeah. industry has been devastated. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad, I really feel bad for the, for the big bands mm -hmm. um, because they're, they're, this is the only thing that they do. And even the smaller right, bands, right. even the smaller bands, yeah. this, now the, the smaller bands have, uh, you know, they don't, it's not like they have like jobs at uh, the, the, you know, Best Buy and stuff like that, that they can fall back on, you know, right, so, right. some of the, some of the bigger bands that they, they put on big, huge productions, but some of the, the smaller bands, you could probably still get away with playing some of the smaller venues where, where you're not having big, huge crowds of people and still be able to make some sort of livelihood uh, trying to get through this. But like, if you got your For King and Countries and your your mm -hmm. Skillets and bands like that, you're just dead. You can't do anything. Right, right. Um, you're right. But some of the smaller bands might be able to get away with doing some smaller gigs as, as, as things start to slowly progress. So I think, I think a lot of people are getting cheaper too. I know some of the, well, a friend of mine owns a, 
bar here in the area and they don't since it, they're they well now we're shut back down for at least a week but um they're they're not offering anything because they don't have that many people coming in because they can only allow so many people people right. in then it's considered capacity and unfortunately there's some people taking advantage of that for the bands because they they're trying to get them as cheap as they can and some of them are just desperate to say okay I, right, I don't right. have anything else to do. I'm just, you know, we haven't played out in three months, so praying they're going to sell some merch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even. Yeah, if he, if even that, but I mean, there's a lot of bands, at least here in Western Pennsylvania, that a lot of them don't even have, can't even play a whole night on their own anyhow because they know ten or twelve songs, so they have five bands playing, and that's when it's at full capacity. They'll have four or five bands playing, and mm-hmm. they're all. Each band's splitting fifty dollars if they're if they're lucky, and yeah. it's, it's it's just changed. The only thing it's gotten better over the years is now you could. It's a lot easier to not be in a major city and go out and play some of your own material. Where years ago you used to have to lie and say, "Oh yeah, we're a classic rock band." Really, that really wasn't true. It takes some <laughs> classic rock and update it, but you know you had to say <laughs> what you had to <laughs> to say right. to, to get in because. People wanted they wanted to cover bands, so that's changed, which is, which is which is better. But it, it, the money isn't there. It must be odd also for bands like uh, Red. You know, first of all, Red's one of my favorite Christian hard mm-hmm. rock acts. They're most consistent. They're just they're phenomenal, right? I've been fans of them since their first album. Yeah, they they're, first one, of, came they're out. one of my favorite. They speak to me yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. they're. I mean, I, I've seen them a lot live. Um, I think Mark's even seen him a few times with me, but uh, you know it's just odd because they they they've played in front of twenty thirty thousand people, and then like the last time they played in Pittsburgh last year was at the Hard Rock Cafe, and there was maybe a hundred people there, you know. But they mm-hmm. they're they're always consistent of what they they the shows that they put on. Now I'm like I was like, why are they putting at the the la-? like so many times that there's there was this place here called the Altar Bar, which was an mm-hmm. old church. And for I guess maybe for that reason, a lot of the, the Christian hard rock bands played there. And I saw that that show that you were talking about with Love and Death and and mm-hmm. um, oh, I was with, with Letter you. Black. Yeah, I think you were with me. Uh, really good show. It and, was a great um, show. Yeah, and um, so that was at the Altar Bar. But they, they would get you know six, seven, eight hundred people packed into that place. And uh, but then it's weird, like going over, and then you got go to the Hard Rock Cafe. And you're you're getting like a hundred, hundred twenty-five people in there. It's just really odd. Um, yeah. Although I li- I really love the intimate ones a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same with us. I mean. Uh, you, but yeah, you, you just wonder how that affects the pocketbook. Right. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. if it's a filler date or something, you know, they. Well, they this this might this might be uh, beneficial and helpful. Like I said, for for some of the artists that haven't quite gotten their due yet, or maybe that are over, you know, underlooked. If we want to say, mm-hmm. I don't want to say overlooked, but underlooked. Um, and I think in the, at least as far as the Christian hard rock uh, genre goes, I think there's plenty of those bands. Um, and, and some have actually now, I think, are starting to break through that um, we're now the, the second or third or fourth tier in a you know, Christian rock festival. And now they bumped up to like a, maybe a, uh, you know, second or third tier instead of like way down the list. And, um, you know, like who are some of those bands that you think are, are finally starting to, to break through that, that might, they can still play these smaller clubs and maybe get away with some of this stuff, but yet people are finally starting to, to recognize them and who their name is. 
Yeah, there's a lot of the, um, I think some of the, the um, uh, Rockfest Records people, um, your Lint, and uh, of course the protest is moving up. Yeah, I um, love the protest. Yeah, those guys are the best. I love yeah. them. Uh, when I say I love them, it's, it's not necessarily always the music. <laughs> right, that's the people. <laughs> it's like, it's the I people. Didn't love the, I love their music and them. It's like a bonus like package, you know. <laughs> uh, they've been to the house for dinner and I uh, had a blast uh, well, serving J- them. Well, Jer- Jerob seems like a like a really nice, I mean, just like the, the nicest guy you want to hang out with. They something. all you know, are. Yeah, and um, Jerob des- uh, designed our um, Grizzly Award Nice. Oh, really? Nice. Our, yeah, we wanted we wanted to work in the industry and try to, you know, support people. It's sort of like what we were supposed to be about anyway. Right. So we were like, hey, and he just came up with a he came up with like three or four mock-ups and they're like all perfect. So I was like, well, do you think the gri- do you think the Grizzly Awards is a good way to, to get some of these lesser known bands, uh, you know, some awareness? Maybe if they get they win an award for, you know, best newcomer or best breakthrough album or something like that, yes. maybe puts your name on the map or something. Yeah, I, I noticed that uh, in looking at the social media that a lot of people are going, who are the, I haven't heard of this band before. And then. It's like, oh, I love this band, you know, yeah. <laughs> or they were like, some people were surprised uh, at the, the female vocalist, you know, from Bayless. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people had not heard White Collar Sideshow and TD. Yeah, I had and, not. and he's like hitting the secular. He's on Billboard now. Nice. And I feel like, you know, that just that little foot up that just that best drummer, you know, whether it's, you know, it's just a little a little oomph you know but uh, that's one of the things that we wanted to do was we didn't want to ignore the big artists because they get ignored everywhere too they don't get dove awards or anything right and we didn't want to like ignore them and treat them uh badly so we tried to have a, a balance and make sure that the categories led and also the fact that it was just artists um just songs and, and albums that were released that year so that you don't have the same winners every, every year, just like some, so many award shows that each year as new stuff comes out that you'll get to hear a sampling of all the new stuff. And, uh, but we had, we heard a lot of feedback from people going, thank you for introducing us to these, these bands. You know, we never heard them before, you know, rusty ship and, you know, just different ones that, uh, had just been kind of on the outskirts yeah i think more people need to hear bands you know like glasslands or xxi oh gosh glasslands they're just just phenomenal um well well, go ahead morton oh cindy or should i be or should i be saying your mother your mothership mothership. (laughs) you call me cindy or mothership it doesn't matter (laughs) i think i think some of the younger younger kids uh prefer calling me mothership because they just feel funny calling me cindy (laughs) some of them call me miss cindy but (laughs) But now, yeah, do you get a lot of people? I would assume because I, I, I'm not as familiar with the Christian rock scene as as Mike. So mm-hmm. I did. A, I was doing a little research on you and just checking out everything that that you did, how you got involved with. I was just I was blown away by it, how <laughs> I've never heard of anybody who's out there helping the bands and actually selling T-shirts with their name on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a story too. If you want to hear that one. <laughs> So how many, do you get a lot of, I would assume that there are people, I would think, struggling new artists, maybe somebody young in another part of the country or the world that I would assume they're trying to send you 
CDs or get your email <laughs> address. To see if if they yeah. if they sort of you know yeah you people do say, yeah I'm yeah they they try to get my attention. They'll send me um, uh, messages on Messenger and say and I'll, they'll let me hear stuff before it's released um, or and tell me hey we're getting ready to release this. It's going to be on YouTube and you know have a listen and then I, you know and that's what I've been doing all along is tried to share whenever I hear something that. I think people will like I'll I share it and stuff and that's what they're they're counting on um occasionally I get they I get you know some some perks some free stuff sent to me I I usually prefer and have tried to purchase because that's the whole point is to support them um I usually try to you know actually buy the merch um but sometimes you know I'll I I can tell that it would uh hurt their feelings if I didn't let them gift something <laughs> so you just kind of have to weigh that out but um but yeah i do get a lot of uh you know people saying what do you think you know and of course now there's people starting to say do you think this is uh good enough for the grizzly awards <laughs> <laughs> well so, that, that's that means you're doing something right right yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so uh but the whole thing is uh you know ever since i i i had a um a car accident in uh, in 2014 and injured my uh, my my two remaining bending vertebrae. I had a scoliosis surgery as a teenager. Um, kind of chronic pain thing, probably. Uh, well, I've been told I need to have my whole spine re uh, fused, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have time for that because of taking care of parents and stuff. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm not making the amount of money. And then my husband, as he's getting older, he had to switch to a d different job. And so we really don't have as much money to invest. But we used uh, the money that we invest and bought stuff with uh, the food we've paid for. That we see as our love offering uh, of over and above. We do tithe to our church. And then over and above, that's a, a love offering. Um, so I try to, you know, support them as best we can, but uh, it's getting harder. And that's why it's, it's been such a blessing for so many people to get behind uh, what I'm doing. You know, there have been people, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, ignorant and I'm not <laughs> full of myself to think, Oh, wow. Look what I'm doing. People have been doing this for bands. They've been letting them stay at their house. They've been feeding them. They've been doing it for a long time, but for some reason I've ended up being the spokesperson <laughs> and, and I've been put in charge. I mean, I get, constant messages what does disciple like to eat what <laughs> you know, where uh who should i give this to uh you know is there anybody that has food allergies in glasslands is there oh, you know so i get that kind of That's a funny. lot of questions like that too right so. well how did you get involved with the uh loud and proud festival well um i had some friends, uh, one of them being Max Weber, who a lot of y'all will see him posting, and uh, he's fluent yeah. in English. Yeah. Um, he is, was very heavy into the scene, and he saw my mothership things and said, "We need you. At, you need to come to Loud and Proud." And I was like, "I would love to go back to Germany." I went in uh, 1977, my senior year, just after I got my body cast off from my my spine surgery, and uh, went on a foreign exchange program for three weeks. I had a couple of years of German under my belt, but I had always wanted to go back. And I thought, wouldn't that be awesome if I could go back to Germany? <laughs> so long story uh, longer, I ended up, uh, <laughs> they invited me to please come. And when I got there, um, before I knew it, um, I was a member of the, uh, the CVJM stands for uh, 
YMCA in English. It's right. a, the acronym for that. Right. Um, I was a member of the YMCA and I was on the booking team before I left Germany. Wow. <laughs> so, so they, uh, they knew that I could reach people. Um, right. As you know, if you're trying to reach a band, you know, you go to a management or you go to a booking agent and, you know, sometimes they don't respond and it's like two weeks or three weeks. And then like the booking agent will then go to the manager and then the manager will go to the band. And then you know, like, it'll take weeks to get something. I just text the band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Directly. Just like, it's just so much easier. <laughs> but it, and, and also being an English liaison, my, my German's just enough to get me in trouble. I can listen and understand more than I can speak, but um, I help them. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I help them with, uh, you know, writing the emails and, um, and, and, and fixing English uh, in places like the thing they hand out to all the bands when they get there. I, right. I go over that and, you know, just just help them out a little bit and then and get to see my bands. And then, you know, if like, for instance, uh, last year um, uh, in Ashes Remain, Josh had was staying with his relatives off campus away from where all the other bands were so i was constantly texting back and forth with him for someone to come pick him up and he just felt more comfortable speaking to me rather than trying to reach somebody in german you know that speaks german uh to come pick him up made you know i could make sure he was understood and that sort of thing so i, you know, I was a liaison um right. whatever they needed uh helping them with errands and stuff so i just did the same thing i do here but in germany right well, that's a lot of fun, man. That's, uh, it was. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm sad we're going to miss it this year. Oh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know, what can you do? I mean, this nobody <laughs> predicted this coming. But, but you know, no. I mean, it's not going to be forever. You know, they'll no, be it's back not. and uh, stronger and better be, than before, hopefully. Yeah. But are there any bands that uh, aren't around anymore that uh, that you miss, that you wish oh, were still there? Oh, my gosh. There? I know that's a, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. You know, I mean, I'm I, old I, and I can't remember things. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking about uh, more, like more modern bands even, like over the last like 10, 10 12 years that, uh, you know, we're starting to make something of themselves. I mean, I can think of a couple right now, but, um, uh, you know, any, any ones that, you know, stick out to you? Well, I ha you know, I've had some friends that, uh, you know, the one of the first bands was Straya, which uh, was one of Ben Cassica's bands. Anytime Ben had a band, I always supported it. Um, uh, and We Are Leo was uh, also uh, one of those bands. I met them at uh, Chili's and bought their dinner at 10 o'clock at night um, one <laughs> night. And they, Ben had sent me a, one of his guitar picks as a gift. <laughs> I was like, uh, but anyway, um, so any time he had a band, I always support him. And Straya, I thought was going to really go somewhere. And then they ended up, they uh, split up and you know how things happen and stuff. Yeah. So that was a smaller band. Um Gosh, I can't even think right now. Oh, like I mean, I know um, the band is still around in a different format. Is uh, as we ascend, but we as human, right, right. I was yeah. loving. Oh yeah, I loved. We the, as human, I love them. I mean, they were on that uh, that that tour also with uh, you know uh, Letter Black and with um, yeah. Love and Death and stuff. But when I saw them live, and I was just like, man, they they were they were really like hitting it with me you know and um, yeah yeah uh, so uh, another band uh, in a different kind of genre but uh, uh ivory line I'm oh sure yeah okay. familiar with them yeah. but I, I don't think the wedding around. the wedding i miss uh, i've heard of them but I, i'm I, I i'm not as familiar with them yeah. but um yeah you know I, i'll have to tell you off the air too some uh little cool connection i have with ben casica as well um okay. <laughs> but uh yeah ben's a really really great guy 
Yes. Um, but the um, as far as um, uh, decipher down guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about it because I know you're good friends with those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Did have you like been with them since just since TJ or were you kind of working with them at all or friends with them since when Caleb was with them? No, actually, I mean, I we had the uh, album that Caleb sang on, right. um, the first album, and but the actually, I believe if my memory serves me correctly, the first Skillet concert I went to d- cr- was when Crash came out, which right. was their Grammy nominated album. And Caleb was and, touring, started touring with them there. Yeah, but the but the album itself, um, Caleb had already recorded all the vocals for that. Right. When and TJ came in, TJ yeah. came in and re-recorded everything. Right. Um, and I met them at their merch table, so that was the first time I met Decipher Down. Okay. Um, so it was a little bit later before. Um, I was trying to think when I started. Hmm. I can't remember when I fed them first, <laughs> uh, but they've been to the, well, TJ is a frequent flyer to the, in our house, even right. when he does his solo stuff, because he, um, he lives in North Carolina and we're in Atlanta area. And when he like comes from like Alabama and stuff, it's a perfect spend the night spot. He's up four hours out from his house from here. So, so he'll, I'll get, I'll be, I'll be in the car and I'll get a call and I'll say, I see TJ on there and it's, I'll, he goes, Hey, I went, <laughs> Hey, I was like, you need a place to stay? I was kind of hoping. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, 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 anyway. so needless to say, if it's a, a, a choice of fanship of, of Decipher Down between Caleb and TJ, you're going TJ. Well, you know what? I love Caleb's vocals, uh, but, you know, I don't know him. I, uh, you know, I knew his brother. <laughs> yeah, Josh, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I just never got to meet him. But, oh, gosh, yeah, he's got a... I am not one of these people that like says, oh, the, you know, the old albums of this band is better than the new album because this, to me, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, I just like okay, it all. Okay, ben, ben or Seth in Skelet? <laughs> well, you know what? You know, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when Seth first started, he was very shy, but he's really grown into that spot. Yes, he has. So, yeah. so he's, he's, no, he, he's, he's owning the rock star stat, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. right now. So I like yeah, it. it. It took him a little, it took him a little while. He was a little, little shy, but he's, uh, he's doing a fantastic job. Well, what else you got coming up on the horizon now with all this lockdown going on? I'm sure you're trying to find something to stay busy with and stuff like that. And I know you got a new, <laughs> you got, you got a new radio show coming up. Um, yeah. tell us a little bit about that and how that came about. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm keeping busy and ministering by taking care of my uh, the groceries for my mother-in-law and the groceries for my mother. My mother is pretty, uh, well, she's not, le- I don't know if she's legally blind, but she has blind spots and glaucoma. And so mm. I've been, I was driving her to, to grocery shopping every week anyway, but right. now I am actually shopping for her and my mother-in-law. Uh, and then I'm my father's guardian. He's uh, got dementia. And he's in the Georgia War Veterans Home. So oh. I, so I, ta- I, I'm ministering to them. That's that's what well, I'm that's, doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so I do all their shopping that's and take noble, care of all their stuff. That's right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but then, um, you know, I've I've known Lee over at um, uh, Solid Rock for a little while. Uh, I actually went out there and met him when he did a dis- uh, disciple concert, and. Uh, just recently, he just said, you want to do a radio show? And I'm like, oh, I, 
I can't do a radio show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't do it. And he said, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So I told him, I said, okay, well, look, I'll, I'll do one day a week and I'll give it a try and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and he just wanted me to tell stories and, you know, and uh, do interviews and stuff. Uh, some of my, some of my friends. So I thought, well, it'll take me it, with once a week, uh, It'll take a little while before I run out of friends. So maybe, can, <laughs> maybe, it'll, maybe it'll work out. No, I think you're going to do just fine. Like I uh, said, especially in, in this with this uh, with the topics that you have to talk about. I I don't think there's going to be any shortage of conversation, at least from you. And, and yeah, the uh, only thing I'm worried say, about so. is learning how to use equipment. You know, it's like. Yeah. I'm a, you can, you, you can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes her a little longer. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it. Don't worry. I mean, like, <laughs> who thought that, you know, Mark and I started this show because we just, you know, hanging out in a cigar bar talking and everybody <laughs> kind of like found our conversations amusing and stuff like that. So we're like, yeah, you know, well, let's see if we can pull off a podcast. You know, we're not doing anything else right yeah, now. Yeah, so. if I like it, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll do every day or, or <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, that's but, the one thing. We, we, don't, we don't promise how often we do this thing, but when we do it, we just, we like, yeah. you know, we want to have fun well, with it. I always look at, you know, when somebody offers me something, I, this has been kind of my mantra just recently is uh, I've said, uh, you know, God keeps opening doors and I keep stumbling through. Them. <laughs> and that's basically, <laughs> basically it. It's like people say, Hey, you should do this or let's do this or whatever. And I look at it and I thought, okay, this is, if this helps my bands, then it's worth looking into and, and, you know, eventually I have to like say, stop, right. <laughs> I can't do everything, but if, if it fits the, the goal, if it fits the, um, you know, what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish, because what's been happening as you probably saw, if you look at the, um, my, my social media is other people want to do what I'm doing and I'm kind of teaching and training. And I just started the I'm with mothership page on Facebook which I actually had it and I had it hidden for a long time because I wasn't ready. But right. um, I want to start like uh, diverting traffic from my personal page to there. And then as things pick up, uh, post tours and how people can help and, and give them some specifics because people really do want to support these guys and right. gals and um, uh, they just need to know how and well, we'll put the link up here uh, okay. as, as, as we're uh, promoting that. Uh, you, uh, you over on Instagram yet or anything like that? Doing Twitter? Yeah, I'm uh, send a blank on Instagram. And uh, um, I have a Twitter, but I don't usually do Twitter. Yeah, yeah you and, maybe... Maybe you gotta you gotta get the the mothership over on Instagram too and try to connect those two or something like that. There's, yeah, uh, I think you just have to. Right now, it's just uh, um, send a blank. So it's just my my personal. I mean, it's like. Most everything I post on there is music oriented and stuff. Right. Maybe I'll just change the name of it. <laughs> That's one way to do it. That's one way to go about it. I don't it. do a lot of uh, family stuff and things on it. Just uh, mostly my friends and pictures of me with different friends and right. promoting whatever they got going on. Okay. So before, before we wrap things up here and this time has uh, gone very fast. <laughs> it was great talking to you too this, this whole you time. Uh, this has been a nice conversation and uh, good insight to uh, a little bit of your world and how you got going and everything like that. And I'm still a little jealous of you and what you get yeah. to do and who you get to hang out with. So can but, I, uh, can I tell you one I last story? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to share uh, ministry wise because all that's yes. fun. That's all that's fun and games. But uh, the Brian Head Welch concert 
that I went to, I took my brother, who's three years younger than I, uh, to that concert, who was lost and had addictions. Mm. And uh, because there was a smaller crowd that night, Brian was out among the people in the merch area. And Brian Head Welch began to speak with my brother and along with my friend Doug Naden, who now one of my best friends in, in Atlanta, uh, they te- you know, gave their testimony and he told how he got off drugs and all that. And uh, they laid hands on my brother and they prayed for him. And it changed my brother's life. That's amazing. And uh, just uh, in 2015, my brother's roommate uh, stabbed him in the back and killed him. What? Yes. Oh. And oh I know where he is because of that moment. And so... Yes. Maybe that'll give you a little deeper insight as to oh. why I support these people. Yes. Um, they're I mean, changing lives. They're saving lives. They are helping with people with self-harm and uh, suicide. And, uh, you know, music is medicine. Right. Absolutely. It soothes the soul. 100%. And I just wanted to give that testimony to let people know that um, my brother walked away that night and said, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brian's, uh, t- i tell you what. I, I even told this to Lacey. I said, "Look, when I'm when I'm when we're done doing uh, working with you, I said I, Brian is another guy I want to talk to about possibly doing a movie about his life." I said because I think it would be extremely impactful oh, yeah, to people. Yeah. And uh, I so, love that man. So, so, <laughs> so. Uh, Mister Mister Head, we're we're coming for you next. Uh, <laughs> we wrap up with Lacey. Uncle Brian, Brian, here we come, man. <laughs> so okay, well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time okay. to, to come on here. And uh, so the the new show that's that's uh, that you you have come. Not, is is it? Uh, do you have a schedule yet for it? Any, anything you want to tell people? Yes, it's backstage with Mothership, and it's going to be uh, Mondays. Ooh, what is it? Eight to nine, and it uh, starts July thirteenth. Wonderful. I hope everybody. As soon as I can figure out how to use the programs. <laughs> well, I hope everybody listening to this show tunes into you. Uh, I know I will be listening to you. Um, I'm 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 very interested in, in uh, talking about all this stuff. So if, yeah. if I'm enjoying talking this, I'm going to enjoy listening to you talking to other people about uh, the Christian uh, rock community and stuff like that. And God bless you and, and your you. ministry and everything you're doing to, to help your your family uh, and take care of them. And God is going to truly bless you uh, tenfold. I mean, even from here on out, it's it's not about where where you've even gotten to. Um, I can even you know see the the blessings that I have from God, mm-hmm. but I just know that uh, our our sole purpose on here on this earth is to return our love back to Him in any way that Amen. we can, and that is uh, in doing the the wonderful stuff that you're you're doing, and those blessings will will continue to come. So, uh, Amen. You know, God bless you, Cindy, and and. and everything you're doing and this was wonderful having you on here and uh i hope everybody goes and checks out your stuff and checks out your radio show uh every week and uh that uh, you're very successful with that and everything moving forward and to you you and your family i hope everybody has a uh, had a wonderful oh, oh. Independence Day. Yes. Uh, this unfortunately will be airing after the fact, but that's okay. We're still in the mood. <laughs> there we We're go. still celebrating for the next <laughs> cray, week or cray. whatever. Yeah, that's cray, right. cray, that's you. Cray, cray. <laughs> it is We're me. Gonna... So, uh, and for uh, the big M, Mr. Oops, Mark sorry. Anthony over there, I'm Michael Cadry. This is Blabberbrain Show, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. 